that steel I don't need your worldly weapons Cause I spiritually kill Spiritually kill Spiritually kill I don't need your worldly weapons Cause I spiritually kill Spiritually kill Spiritually kill I don't need your worldly weapons Cause I spiritually kill Coming fresh up out the jungle Haters told me I'm a stumble God told me I'm a young king Rumble, lion, rumble We can tussle if you wanna I'd rather hit the hustle All my homies call me cut family this is jake taylor jacobs and this is at elijah and i'm the crown and brought peace what's and going on this is our show assets before splurging where we teach you how to build your assets before you go and splurge assets with wealth assets with time assets with spirituality assets with relationships and most importantly assets with you and we want to show you exactly how we do this on assets before splurging as i said again my name is jake taylor jacobs and i'm at elijah and i'm the crown at bra peace and listen last uh episode was the very first episode of season two i brought at elijah on board with me uh he is um he is uh the training uh executive broker uh executive uh ceo for um the ABS firm, our ABS advisors program, and we're training him to uh, take over ABS advisors. And I brought him on the show because he has a wealth of knowledge and, and I need y'all to get to know Addy. I need y'all to get to know who he is because Addy is the real deal. I can promise you that. And, um, and so you guys will see a lot more, more, a lot more of Addy so that you can realize that, um, uh, the leader, the person that's getting trained to take over ABS advisors, our life insurance, financial firm, tax company, um, um, is going to be at Elijah. So anyways, to be short, long story short, I'm excited today because we're talking about something that's extremely critical and you're going to see us looking at it. Show them the handy dandy book. 
Ah, you're going to hear us talking uh, talking to you from the ABS Blueprint. This is actually one of the blueprints that we built for our ABS Advisors program uh, for people who are interested in um, uh, teaching people finances. You have a feel like you have a calling to teach um, uh, our people, our community, uh, how to become financially free. You feel like that is something in your heart that you feel like you're bred to do. You want to get your insurance license or you have your insurance license and you want to learn to do taxes or you have taxes, but you need the right system to do it. ABS advisors is the program for you. It's the company for you because we have not only done it for ourselves, but now we're opening up, uh, the, the, the range so that we can teach you our system so you can do it for yourself too. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later. So if you ever want to go to, uh, uh, the ABS advisor.com so that you can sign up, uh, and get on our waiting list for our program that's jumping off November 1st. It will be one of the best licensing programs on the planet because we're literally going to give you all of the game. Long story short, I can't wait to get started to talk today. Addy, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the nine ways to hold people accountable. Oh. The nine ways to hold people accountable. Okay. And Jake didn't really give his blueprint <laughs> enough credit. <laughs> this is the ABS blueprint. This is from back in the gap. This is something that I've never seen him deviate from. Um, he's definitely been a man of his word. Like when this was before I came around. Yeah. He's been rolling with this even when he rolled with this, even when his company went down. He's still one thing I admire about him, he's stuck to his faith. And I'm not, I'm not talking about God faith, but his faith in himself and his business. This is literally the ABS Bible. <laughs> See, some of us will read God's word. I'm going to get started early. Uh, go ahead and start. Jump so, it off. Some of us will read God's word, but when things don't go our way, we stop believing in it. Oof. God, I read first, I read Ephesians uh, chapter 2, <laughs> verse 10, when you said uh, talk this talk. and that, but you have to stick to it. Yeah. And this man has definitely stuck to it time and time again, even when he lost his business twice. It ain't no secret. Even when he was in the wilderness for 40 years, he still <laughs> believed God's word. Yeah. He still believed God's word. This is the ABS blueprint. This is the ABS Bible. And I'm excited to be teaching out of uh first James chapter. <laughs> first ABS <laughs> chapter one, verse 22, nine. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and, and we're talking about nine ways to hold people accountable. And it's very important that we understand this because uh, what we're going to teach you today, although we're going to be talking about more on a financial business side, it's also something that you will be able to tag in and you'll be able to see it's actually transferable in every aspect of your life. For sure. Because how can you say that you're somebody who has God-like faith, God-like belief, and you're a son or daughter of God, however, you don't hold people to the same standard that God holds the world to? Uh -oh. uh, how can I want God like miracles and God like blessings if I do not, in fact, have that same thing? So I think it's very important that we understand um, uh, how important this is. And yes, you'll be able to get this on podcast. Yes, you'll be able to see this on the YouTube, on the Facebook, all that stuff. But I want you to sink your teeth in now. If you got time, y'all know that we got a good hour where we're going to be teaching you this. And I think it's very important that we dig in now. Addy, go ahead and talk about the first topic. Okay, so the first topic is don't be afraid to lose people. Oh. This is something I've been preaching by myself. Some of my friends from high school know this. I, be, <laughs> I ain't going to cuss, but I'm like, if, some, <laughs> if somebody wants to walk out of your life, let them. Uh-oh. Matter of fact, Oof. a friend should never leave you nor, nor want to 
<laughs> nor try to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, boy, you got to stop. Close the shield. Close the shield. Close so, the shield. Even before, I ste- even before I got into the fold, that has always been my belief. So yeah. that's why when I came into the fold, for those of you, this one, gonna go, this one is going to go over a lot yeah, of your yeah, heads. Yeah, it's, it's that's cool. why when I came into the fold, it was easy. It felt natural. Got it. Okay, cool. So um, rule number one. Well, excuse me, principle number one. Don't be afraid of to lose people. You have mm-hmm. to be willing to lose people, especially if they are proving to not be men or women of their word. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. Can we? Can I stop right there? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of us fail to realize that our words are very important. Our words are very important. There's life and death in the tongue. Yeah. God created the universe with just words. Yeah. Lazarus was raised from the death yeah. with words yeah <clears throat> i want to take the time to remind people that the words that you say especially over yourself and your loved ones do have a very they do have a uh, profound impact so watch your words today speak life even when things are going rough speak life even when you seem to not know where god is right now he's still there just speak continue to speak life continue to speak positivity okay um this is your purpose and your mission and if you are afraid to hold people accountable, hold them accountable for their actions, you will be taken off base. Avoid distractions at all costs. So don't be afraid to lose people. Listen, when it comes to not being afraid to lose people, I say um, uh, you can't properly hold people accountable if you need people too much. What I mean by that is a lot of us, the reason why it's hard for us to progress when it comes to our business or it's hard for us to achieve successful things or big things is because we need people too much. And the problem, what I mean by need people, um, your mission and purpose has to be so big that you're willing to do it without people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes a great leader, a leader, a great leader. is not afraid to lose people because I, I want to do this with you. But the calling on my life is so strong hmm. that I will walk this road without you. Yes. I will I will beat this drum without you. I will go to war without you. I, I am so vetted and, and, and I believe in what God has called for me so much that I am that I am willing to not uh, to, 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 to do this alone than to do it with somebody who's half hearted. And a lot of us, because we're so scared to lose people, we miss the authority that we have to be able to hold people accountable. And and, and you're scared that if they go out, maybe if I lose them, they'll say something. Uh-oh. Or maybe if I go out, they'll tell my secrets. Or maybe mm-hmm. if I if I do this. Well, first of all, a lot of you are scared to lose people because you're scared that they're going to air your dirty dun- the laundry. Are you you scared to tell people to hold people accountable because low key y'all been cutting corners this whole time and doing <laughs> some unethical things this whole time yeah. and, and you scared to hold them accountable because y'all been tripping in the first place. Yeah. And so what happens, I see a lot of people lose a good thing of holding people accountable because you took shortcuts too as well. Addy, that reminds me um, my, when I was a freshman in college playing mm-hmm. ball, um, I realized that when I did everything I was supposed to do, it was easier to hold my team accountable. Mm. But when they saw me cut corners, yeah. it was harder for me to hold my team to a certain standard because they would say, 
Oh, bro, bro, you did that last time. Mm-hmm. I saw you not touch the line. Exactly. I saw you not do this. I saw I saw you cut. You rolled your eyes at coach. Yeah. I remember when you was mad, you don't want to hear nobody. And so it's hard to hold people accountable to a certain standard of excellence if you always fall short of the same standard that you're holding them to. Golly. <laughs> yeah. And even before that, you won't even feel right trying to hold anybody accountable because you're doing the same thing. But it might just be behind closed doors, man. Oh, oh, let me tell you why accountability is important to holding people to a certain standard. This is a prime example. OK, so, you know, I put <laughs> I put on uh, on uh, Twitter and then I put it on Instagram. Um, how I was about to buy the, a new S550. I remember that. I saw it. And uh, bro, literally this week, I'm supposed to call them tomorrow to go pick it up Wednesday. But I'm thinking, like, this is why accountability and not cutting corners are important. Because our cousins, our community, and even y'all know, I always preach, do the best thing that's for your future, not just serving today. Mm -hmm. And I was literally at that moment (laughs) where I was like, ain't nobody going to know. Right. Ain't nobody going to see it. You know, ain't nobody going to this or ain't nobody going to that. But I am so gung-ho in the mission and the vision of ABS and the mission and vision of my family, personal, our personal goals, that I, in that moment, um, had to hold myself to the same standard and the same letter for which I would hold y'all. Yeah. And I tell people, hold your wants off. Even if you can buy it, doesn't mean you can afford it. Mm-hmm. Because if, I, if, I'm, if I'm purchasing something and in my mind, I'm I'm thinking about a title. Like, should I have got it? I, I should have got it. <laughs> I mean, but it's nice though. Right. But in your head, you're thinking like, damn, what if what if what if this? What if this? You know, you shouldn't have got it. Yeah. And it's and, and it will it will it will hurt me to to because I could secretly go get a loan. Nobody would know. Very easily too. I, I could I could go to the bank and go get two hundred fifty thousand and flip it flip it flip it and tell everybody I'm good and y'all would never know. <laughs> but I know all things done in the dark come always on. come to the light. Come on now. And and one thing about holding people accountable and not being afraid to lose people is you got to be willing to stand on your ten toes and your two feet and stand for what you believe is right even when nobody is looking. That's integrity. Yeah. Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is looking because it will give you some type of purity to where people can hold themselves to the standard and say yeah Jake getting on me or yeah Addy's checking me or yeah they're holding me to this standard but I know that they're going to do the same thing I know that they're holding their end of the bargain I know that they do this and they do that which is what allows for us even when people fire themselves or we fire people at ABS that's why they still on standby with us because they know we held up our end of the bargain Mm -hmm. they just fell short Mm -hmm. so when when you're building this organization or building a relationship with friends or, or 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 mentees that become brothers or whatever the case is your relationship with your spouse you you can't be afraid to lose people if it means you standing on your toes and standing for what you believe in in spite of and we got to have that in spite of faith that I will do what God called me to do in spite of I will do the right thing even when no one is looking in spite of and if we can have that in spite of faith we're going to see what happens to our our, our legacy our lifeline our bloodline and the on the long end yes sir Woo. Yes, sir. Woo. Question, question to What's number two, Addy? So number two of the nine ways to hold people accountable is uh, question their answers. 
question why they make the choices and decisions of why they are doing what they do. Ooh. Do not allow uh-huh. to make excuses. Get clear and precise responses and reasonings. Um, y'all know I'm good at that. Yeah. So, 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 so talk, talk about it, Eddie. Um, I just always like to know where people are coming from. Um, I automatically think like, okay, if he's asking me this or she's asking me this, like what's their, what's their motive behind it? That's just how my brain works. Um, it works against me. It works in my favors, uh, like half and half. But, um, I just, I just, I just always want to know what's people's motives. What's the reasoning behind things? I like to get to know people and having deeper conversations. I, I, I don't like small talk. So when I ask you why and we're able to explain and go deeper we're going off into this lane and that lane, I'm able to further understand you because how you get to know somebody is through communication. So, and this is a way to connect by asking them why. Okay, why'd you do that? Oh, okay. So I know my bro. It's like playing basketball. Uh, when we play enough together, I already know when we go on a fast break, you like, he likes posting up at the three. Yes. But he likes slashing. Yes. So when you get to play with each other, when you ask why, bro, why are you standing out there? Because I know I can shoot. Okay, okay, uh, Q, why'd you, like, when you do this in business, why? It's just a way to getting to know people better so that it, the fluidity of y'all in business will be like, dang, they can just do a podcast, no material ready, and just flow off each other like that? Yeah, because we ask questions, we get to know each other on a deeper level, so we know each other. Everything just flows. So I love asking why um, for a deeper understanding. I love getting to know people on a deeper level. I think I think um and number one was don't be afraid to lose people. Um number two is question their answers. Question why they make the choices and decisions that they're making. Mm-hmm. Cause when you hold people accountable, you can't just chastise. And and Addie said it. He he likes to ask people why. Because if I can understand why you did it, it's easier for me to either accept that and say, okay, I can see why you did that. To see what errors you may have in your business or to get them to realize for themselves where they messed up. And when you're holding people accountable, a lot of people think that leadership is brash and leadership is hard and leadership has to be aggressive um, uh, and leadership and leadership has to be tough and leadership has to no leadership is also subtle. And, and if I'm if I'm frustrated with somebody and they're not doing what they need to do versus me coming in and chastising them. Um, um, uh, and chastising them. Or I can come in and say, hey, Addy, why'd you do that? Can you explain to me the process that you took to 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 make the de- definitive decision to operate or do it like that? What mm-hmm. made you take the shortcut? What made you? Because that may be a good learning moment for you to be able to get on the same page, mm-hmm. to raise them back to the standard or for you to see that there's a hole in your in your in your um in your pillars or your standards for your company or for your relationship that needs to be filled. Yeah. And a lot of us we don't want to ask why. You just want this is how it's done, this this and this. And there are so many things about ABS that got so much better because I asked why. Yeah. Why why do you think this? Why do you think that? Why, why, why are you operating like that? Why are you doing things in that capacity? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And because I thought like that, it allowed for us to make 
the relationship inside of ABS uh, better. But that's 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 an important piece of holding people accountable, asking them why, not just coming up with your own conclusion as to why they did that. Mm -hmm. Give you an example, holding people accountable, right? So, um, so there was there was there was one young lady. She worked, she worked, uh, she worked with me. Um, and she was a one. Of, she ended up being. She was one of my top agents at the time, mm -hmm. and she was going hard, bro. She did everything by the letter, by the letter, and then the next thirty days, she was the worst agent, yeah. worst producing, worst everything. Everything she did, it was a rebuttal. Everything she did, she was always late. And versus me just chastising her and saying, "This is a standard. You operate here no matter what." All I did, I pulled her into my office and I said, "Can you tell me why you're not performing? Can you tell me why when you did it? Why then?" And I found out that she she lost her car. She got in the wreck with her car, and she didn't have enough money saved because she was spending all the money. And mm. she it was and she was taking a bus from Garland to Arlington. Golly. So it 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 it, it made me um, um, connect with her in a different way, and I realized, oh, that's why you've been lashing out. That's why you, you you're short. You know you're 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 short with your patience all of a sudden. That's why when you're going on appointments, you you you're you're not following protocol and you're trying to hurry up and get the sale. It's because Man. you need the money. Yeah. So your mindset is wrong. So let me readjust how you think and let me fix it so I can get you back to the standard of excellence that we're supposed to be. Uh, a running at long story short she got back on track and then she had some other issues she ended up leaving the company but she still reaches out to me and connie till this day mm. because of the connection of the why yeah. and so when we're holding people accountable we have to question and ask them why why are they why are they answering that way why are they answering this way another example i got plenty of examples i have one too okay good good, good, good. okay cool so when I'm doing the money management ch monthly check in with my clients and I see there's a there's a disconnect like, oh, man, this month you spent two thousand more. I'm not going to be like, bro or sis, what the hell are you doing? Yep. I already taught you what to do. Yep. Like, why'd you do that? I said, what happened last month? Mm. <sighs> well, I had some family come stay with me and uh, child support or. Baby mom or, you know, it's a plethora of things uh, from I have a variety of clients, but I sit, I ask them why I already taught them what to do. Right. But seasons, there's seasons throughout the year. Yep. And no month is like the last month. Yep. So I asked them, yo, what happened? What'd you go through mentally or emotionally that made you, you know, spend this or Correct. do that? So Correct. it's all about connecting before correcting. Shout out to brother Ben. And, and, and one of the biggest things right here on our secret this is, you know, our 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 our, our ABS Bible. Uh, I put in here: Do not allow to make excuses. Get clear and precise responses and reasonings. When it comes to holding people accountable, we got to get out of the emotional stage. Mm. We can't allow them to say it's just because I didn't feel good. That's why I'm not doing this. No, 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 no. Mm. It ain't because you ain't feeling good. Let's get, why are you not performing? Let's get to the nitty gritty. So like he said, you may find out child support or, you know, they've been up late at night because their child's been sick. And now we get to the problem. Now I can hold them responsible and not just take their excuse. The excuse to say the reason why I'm not performing is because I just been out of it. That's an excuse. Hmm. 
So I need to get past the excuse to get to the reasoning. Because if I can get to the reasoning, it's easier for me to elevate people back to our standards of excellence. Because like Addy say, we go through trials and tribulations in life. We go through seasons. And so when you at a low point in your life, it is the leader's job to help get you back to your top point in your life by helping you work through these things, these problems that we deal with. That's why it's very important to understand the importance of accountability. So number one on nine ways to hold people accountable was don't be afraid to lose people. Number two, you got to always question their answers. Get past the excuses and get to the reasoning. Why did you do that? What made you do that? And when I get to that, I can course correct the reasoning, but I can't course correct the excuses because excuses are derived from emotion. Reasoning is derived from action. I can fix the action, but I can't change your emotion. Oh, that was a bar. Mm -hmm. Number three on nine ways to hold people accountable. Make specific statements or tasks. Ensure they do the things you request in a timely manner. Hold them accountable to carrying forth tasks and address concerns if they are not following general instructions. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. I'm a lot more lenient when it comes to standards of excellence when I know I didn't give somebody a specific thing or task to do in a timely manner. If I say, hey, Addy, work on this project and just think it through and get back to me. I can't be mad at him that he ain't got it done in a week yeah. because I didn't give him specific instructions. I wanted to see what he was kind of doing so I can see where his creative space is to figure out where he needs more work on or wherever the case may be. So I can't be like, hey, Eddie, we operate here. You know, we do got deliverables in a week. I, I can't. <laughs> I, that's not holding him accountable yeah. because it's unfair because I have an unrealistic expectation without a realistic task or specific set in time that I want something to be completed. And so when it comes to that, we have to be a lot more fluid and flexible based upon how we ask somebody to do something. It's just like with it's just like with our wives. Right, fellas, mm-hmm. when your wife say, can you clean the kitchen? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I may do it when I want to. If you <laughs> ask me, can you clean the kitchen right now? Because I'm about to cook. Now you can be mad at me if I if I say yes and don't do it. Mm-hmm. But you can't be mad at me if you say, can you clean the kitchen? Yeah. And then come in and be like, why you didn't clean the kitchen? You know I was about to cook. I didn't know you was about to cook. Yeah. I'm not a mind reader. Mm-hmm. I need you, ma'am, to tell me you're about to cook. So when you ask me ma'am. to clean the kitchen, maybe if I would have told you, yes, if you would have said clean the kitchen, I'm about to cook, and I was in the middle of doing something, I could have made the proper assessment to say, no, nah, babe, I can't do that right now. Yeah. So at least we can be on the same page. So if I'm not making a specific statement or a task to do a specific thing in a timely manner, so the person who is taking on the task, it's hard to hold somebody accountable to a specific standard if it's not um, if it's not um, given in a specific way. That's why I'm a lot more lenient with the people that come and work here that are new to, uh, to ABS because they are working through things. And I know they got to understand the culture before they can deal with specific tasks and things of that nature. So you got to be a lot more lenient with those things. You can't say, hey, um, uh, I can't say, hey, Addy, I want you to work on a new course. Okay, cool. But if I don't say, Addy, I want you to work on a new course and can you have it done in two weeks? Mm -hmm. 
That allows Addy to make the assessment to say yes or no. If he says yes and doesn't complete the task in two weeks, now I can chastise him and hold him accountable to the company's standards. Yeah. But if I just say, hey, Addy, can you get a course and a book done? He says yes, and I come back in two weeks expecting him to think in my mind two weeks. And it's not done. I can't be mad at Addy because he didn't finish the course in two weeks because I didn't give a specific timeline that would have allowed him to say, yes, it's possible or no. Those are the things that we have to look at when it comes to building our organizations. Because if we do not, you're going to find yourself always finding people who you're thinking is always falling short. And if they're always falling short, you got to ask yourself, am I being specific enough? Because clearly, just me telling them what to do without a timeline is not equivalent enough or, or it's not suitable enough for mm-hmm. me to hold them to the standard of which I operate. Mm-hmm. You got anything to that? You're good. No, I'm good on that one. Number four. So number one was don't be afraid to lose people. Mm-hmm. Number two was question their answers. Number three was make specific statements or tasks. Number four, the fourth way to hold somebody accountable is to make clear expectations. And I just tapped on it, but you, Addy, you can read that and you can uh, touch on it. So address areas with your team to have clear expectations of what goals you are setting and meeting. Um, it's basically what Jake said. You, the biggest thing that I got from what you just said is leave nothing to be assumed. Yes. In your relationship, in business. Oh, that's good. Wherever you go. That's good, Addy. Well, I told, I mean, I said, I, I asked you if you could do the dishes, but you didn't say when yep. you didn't say, yo, we're about to leave. Yep. You didn't say, Hey, I'm about to cook. You didn't say, Hey, uh, I just had a long day. I don't like leaving stuff t- to being assumed. So when we can be yeah, clear, he hate that. He hate that. When we can be <laughs> clear, crystal clear. <laughs> cri- I hate that. Crystal clear. Look, Addie's made me better at that. Y'all. <laughs> Addie, come back. Q. All right. So you saying, but I just, I just, you gave me that, but I just want, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I need a date. I want a reason. And that just builds so I can know how he thinks. That's going back to ask questions, going further, you know, getting to learn how he thinks, making each other better. Let's be crystal clear. Let me know what you really expect of me because I learned one thing. I forgot where I heard it. Um, It was, it, it said, don't ever expect anything. But when you, when you guys can make an agreement of expectations to be met in a relationship or a business, then things will go a lot smoother. Just because y'all are dating, he might not have grown up holding doors open for women. Ooh, but you, you, boy, get, you touch it now. You get into a relationship with this man and you're expecting him without any communication. You're expecting him to open every door. You're, ex- you. you're expecting him to pay for every day. Talk that talk. He barely paid for, he barely bought pay lunch for himself. himself. <laughs> he, uh, you know what I mean? He didn't grow up like that. But when you guys can communicate, yeah. set certain standards that yeah. you guys want to follow, certain agreements. Agreements are better than assuming. Yes. When you guys can communicate and set those things, everything will go a lot smoother. So when we do that in business, yo, Addy, I need that course. We launching it on, uh, on this date. All right, cool. Connie, come to me. Addy, I need time to be able to uh, transcribe the course, so I'm going to need it before up. I'm like, okay, bet. I can work with this, but just telling me to go make a course. Uh, yo, y'all go add questions. 
all right, cool. I mean, we have a thousand other things to do thanks to this guy. <laughs> but, you know, specifics, specifics, specifics. It don't hurt to talk. It really don't. When you first get into the relationship, I yeah. know a lot of women are scared to do this. Talk it. A lot of women are scared to do this. Talk it. If you really see yourself or have an interest in that man. Yes. Sit him down. Yes. If he runs away, this is how you know. Talk that talk. But daddy. you sit him down. Where do you see us going? What do you mm. want out of this relationship? A mm. lot of women are too scared to ask that. Why? Because they're afraid of losing them. Ooh. They're afraid of losing. They're afraid of losing. Which go back to one. Which goes back to number one. What is it? One is like a dream come true. Two, I just want to be, be with you. you. Three, girl, it's plain to see that you're the only one for me. And four, one, two, three, five, make you fall in love with tea. And ever I believe the work is done. What we do? We just start back at one. So it goes back to number one, y'all. Um, And that might stem from an insecurity. We can go deeper into that, but... Make clear expectations yes. so things that that's why that that's when you can get onto them. Facts. When things were clear. I mean, I told you this, you're not meeting up to your standard. Yes. And then I, how dare I I'm not meeting my standards. Yes. Him and I spoke about how dare I come back two months and ask for a raise. Oh. How dare I? Just because I've been here for two years, I ain't met no standard that he's given me in two years. Yeah. But you think just because you've been there for two years, been rocking with him. Um, been getting things done on your own time, but you ain't met no standard. And yep. you come back and ask for a raise. How yep. dare me? That's good. And, and I think when we talk about make clear uh, expectations, and I think a lot of relationships, both business, personal, uh, marriages, uh, we die in, in family. We die on the sword of a suicide. Mm. Uh, when you assume somebody is getting something done based on your expectations and it's vice versa. Right? So, so a lot of people that come and work for ABS, they died on the sword of, uh, of a suicide because they assumed that I owed them something because I gave them the opportunity. They assumed that I was supposed to give them a raise or I was supposed to give them equity or I was supposed mm. to do rev sharing. I was supposed to do profit sharing mm. just because they were around me. But just because you're around me doesn't mean you're loyal to with me. You're loyal to me. Cause there's a lot of people you have been around for years, but the moment that things get tight, you will rat them out. So it's not <laughs> about, it's not about you being around me. Your loyalty to me as uh, tells me I am willing to create and act as if ABS is my business because I'm going to do before you even ask. I am of that type of cloth. That's loyalty to me. So a suicide kills a lot of relationships. Mm. A lot of women have assumptions that what men are supposed to do in a lot a lot of men have assumptions yep. of what their wives are supposed to do. Yep. How can you be a half-ass husband, but you want your wife to be a whole wife? Mm, talk to him. How can you be a half-ass provider, but you want your wife to be a whole chef? How can you be a half-ass faithful man, but you want your wife to twerk it and, and, and swim on top of the ceilings for you? How <laughs> you, you? How can you be a half, half be half-ass in shape, but you want your yeah. wife to be in full shape, Come her on. body to stay intact, Come her on. body to be fit, her, her 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 body and curves to be right? Come but on. you got a whole beer belly, sir. How can you expect for your staff to? To go all out and assume that they on board with you when you've never had personal conversations with them. Yikes. A suicide is the number one killer of all relationships. 
Yep. And yes, I made that word up. It was all a dream. I used to be word, read Word Up magazine and salt and pepper and, lim, and in the limousine. All right, listen. So a suicide. So if I set clear expectations and you don't go by those expectations, mm -hmm. then when we split up, mm -hmm. it should be mutual. Yeah. Which is why even my old partners, business partners, even my old, the old people that was on the team that worked with me, which is why we all don't have any bad blood between us. Ain't don't, don't there's nobody who worked here that would say Jake or ABS cut them short. Why? Because I set my expectations up front. Keyword up front. I set them up even with my wife. Two months and a half of us dating, I told her I'm looking for a wife. I'm looking for a kingdom builder. I'm looking for this. I want to do this. What are you looking for? What are your expectations? And if you can appease to my expectations, I can appease to your expectations, and we can find areas that we can agree on, to compromise on, we good. But I can't go in any relationship assuming that they're going to hold me down like I hold them down. Ooh. Oh, I can't go into any relationships assuming that they're going to do for me like I do for them. I got to ask up front. Hey, you got me? Hey, what's the deal? Okay, if we part we, we partners, okay, let me see on some paper. Let me see some paperwork. Yeah. Let me see. Well, what's the Okay, boom. I I'm in a Listen, it's funny because uh people ask Jake how did you build a team and you told people up front that you weren't going to pay them, but later on you <laughs> was going to take care of them? How, how can people be around you? Could I told them up front? Yeah. I didn't tell, hey, bro, I'm going to pay you the word. I said, you ain't getting paid nothing. I ain't paying you a dime. It's feast of famine over here. You got to add meat to the bone, to the table. Let me see what you're worth before I break my back for you. Can I see if you can break your back for yourself? Hmm. When me and my me and my brother BX, we built our relationship, I told him up front, you will be a part owner of this company if I can see the value that you say that you have. BX didn't ask no questions. BX said, bet. Bet. And his value superseded so much. We saw so much change in ABS. His value changed how ABS operates today. Do you have that much value or do you talk out your ass? Expectations up front. Because if you stop dealing in a suicide, you will stop assuming that that man going to take care of that baby. Mm. You're going to stop assuming that they man actually like you when you've been his jump off at night for 10 years. Nice. You ain't been out to date with him in no public with nobody that can see you in 10 years. And you expecting that when you have a child that he going to want to be there. He ain't even been there for you for years. Yikes. A suicide. So if you get your expectations up front, you will be fine. And you will put yourself in a position of authority. Yep. So that brings us to the next one. Repeat, pe repeat all of them for you before we go to the next okay. one. Number one was don't be afraid to lose people. Number two was question their answers. And we're going over the nine ways to hold people accountable. So I'll start from the top. Okay. Don't be afraid to lose people. <clears throat> question their answers. Make specific statements or tasks. Number four, make clear expectations. And number five is use measurable figures. Use measurable figures. Use measurable figures. So when we're using measurable figures, numbers and figures don't lie. Leaders, leaderboards don't lie. 
have numbers to equate their production and prove what they are doing. Set deadlines and set expectations of meeting production goals. So like here, here's a prime example for the company, right? You can't come to me and tell me how much value that you brought the company if you don't have numbers to back it. Facts. You can't come to me and say, Jake, because of this, I did this, and, and that's why the company winning. What's your proof? See, without numbers and without facts and without statistics, it is hard for you to prove your worth. It is hard for you to prove exactly what you're worth if you don't have numbers to prove it. What they say, check my stats. Mm -hmm. What is your portfolio? What are you bringing to the table? So you say that you're so you say that you will be a good business partner or you say that you're a top executive or you say that you're the best videographer on the planet or you say that you're the best salesperson in the planet on the planet. I should see it in the numbers. Yeah. I should see the effects of the value that you bring in our bottom line, our profit, our, our profitability. Well, Jake, how can I equate that in a relationship? I'll give you a prime example. You should see the effects of somebody based on the stats that they bring to the table. Okay, so you say you're a responsible man. How much money do you have saved? Uh-oh. So you say you're a responsible man. Do you already have life insurance? Uh-oh. So you say that you're a responsible man and you operate the way God intended. So that means that you don't, you're, you don't have no debt. Hmm. Let me see the effects in numbers to be able to judge the value of what you bring. Some of y'all say, Jake, it ain't always about the numbers. Uh, that's a lie. It is. God is mathematics, man. This world <laughs> operates on numbers. Come on. Numbers and signs. So if I can't see the numbers, I damn sure ain't going to see the signs. Come on. The triangle is made up of 45 degrees three times. 45 angle, 45 degrees. Like that. It's numbers. So you can't make up the, you can't, I can't see the signs of you being a good man if you don't have the numbers to back it up. Talk to him. Well, well, it ain't always about the numbers. The numbers do matter. You can't say you a wholesome woman and just last week you had sex with seven people. Come on. The numbers show that that was a lie. <laughs> Why is it important? Because if you don't have numbers, it's hard to hold people accountable. True. If you get married to somebody and your credit drop, savings account drop, all of that drop, that's a, that should show you something. Mm -hmm. They aren't as fiscally responsible as they led me to believe. Ah. They aren't as fiscally stable as they led me to believe. Yep. You go join a company, and the company says, this is the greatest opportunity in the world. However, after you've been in that company for a year, you realize, wait a minute, the numbers show and determine that this too was a lie. I should see it in my numbers. I should see them in the talk. I should see it in your results. Mm -hmm. I should see it. Yep. And when we work in numbers, it's easy to hold people accountable when you see the numbers. So my team can't tell me, Jake, we killed it this month. I'm looking at the bank account. <laughs> I'm looking at our revenue line. <laughs> so where we kill it? Kill it where? Customer, if, if you work customer support, you say, Jake, it's impossible for me to, to, to do because I work. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. 
Because in customer support, your number one job is client retention. Come on. So if 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 you got a 10% fallout rate, 10% fallout, which means uh um 10% of your customers stop wanting to do business with you every month. Mm. Over the span of 12 months, that's gonna be a 120% fallout rate. So if you as a customer service rep and you say, I'm good at what I do, I should see the customer retention uh, number, uh, a fallout rate drop. Yep. It should go from 10% to 8% to 6%. And if you're not keeping the metrics on those numbers, it's going to be hard for you to show your worth. This is why a lot of people feel like I got to be a CEO to show my worth. No, you just fail to realize that all of life is numbers. Mm. And somebody, somebody can get hired at customer support, and they, if they can prove to me their value in numbers, they can work their way all the way up to all the way up to the uh, uh, chief operating officer, COO, because a COO's job is to make sure all operations are running smooth. So somebody who can measure their numbers, you can also measure their success. I see the signs of someone successful based upon how they measure the metrics of the value that they bring in numbers. Mm. That's facts. And every that just <clears throat> that ties in. When you use numbers, why? Where'd you get those numbers from? Facts. It's because you set that expectation. You set specific statements or tasks, and you ask them questions, and you weren't afraid to lose them. So everything is going to connect that we're talking about. Those numbers setting measurable figures. Okay, in the relationship. So don't be afraid to lose them. You can't be afraid to ask a question. Yep. So when do you want to get married? What do you think about marriage straight off the bat? Don't wait until you, y'all been dating and talking for a year. Now you coming at him. Now he like, oh, my God. Facts. Now he complaining that you're bitching or whatever. Talk about it up front. If you're really going to take him serious, if it's just a fling, let it be a fling. But um, talk about it up front. So what do you think? Boom, relationship. What are your life goals? Ladies, a man who don't know where he wants to go in life, that's not a man you want to connect with in this season. Every man should have vision. If 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 his vision is off right now, you might want to let him do it, do his thing, because that won't be a relationship; it'll be a project for you. Yes, but um, what whatever you can't measure, you can't check. Yep. If I can't measure it, I don't know where we stand. So if you tell me up front, I want I want to see where this goes in ninety days. I know in my mind. Okay, 90 days. 90 what days. are you looking for in 90 days? I want to see if you'll be consistent. I want to see that. I want to see this. So there's a certain expectation that's laid on the table. That's why when we hire, we do either 30 or 90 day uh, uh, probationary periods. Yeah. Because I want to know what are your habits and can you be consistent over a long period of time? Mm-hmm. Can I depend on you? You go back to the... Um, uh, you, uh, making sure you set clear expectations and using measurable figures. When somebody says, yeah, baby, I do want to have a child with you. Okay, at what point financially do you think that we'll be ready to have a child? Ooh, that's a question well, right there. Well, when we get married. No. Hmm. No. Because hmm. we can get married tomorrow and you broke as hell. Still be broke. I just seen you ask your mama for $100. <laughs> so what you mean, let's have a kid? Yeah. All of those things are important. Why? Because when you hold people accountable, it's just not business. I can tell, I can tell the future of a person based on how they hold people accountable in all areas of their life. Mm. I hold my parents accountable just as much as I hold my team here. You can't handle me any type of way. Mm. 
Accountability is absolutely critical to the success of any relationship, whether it be a business relationship, a personal relationship, or uh, or or associate type relationship. These are things. Okay, what are the expectations? What are the measurable figures? You can't just tell me you made me a business partner and feel like you want to let me go because you feel like I didn't add value. Where are the numbers? Yeah. If you ain't got the numbers and I ain't got the numbers, it sounds like we both off. Yep. We both off. Yeah. And that's why we have to deal in numbers. Because if we deal in numbers, it's easier to be able to let people all or, or, or give people raises. The, uh, the next thing. So the first one was don't be afraid to lose people. Number two, question their answers. Number three, make specific <laughs> statements. Number four, make clear expectations. Number five, use measurable figures. Number six, checks and balances. Simply address consequences in place if the structures or rubrics are not carried forth. What does that mean? If you do this, this is the cause of the uh, cause and effect. Mm -hmm. If you step to me like this, if you breach this agreement, if you do not do what you got to do, the cause of that is you're fired. Yeah. The cause of that is this business partnership is now severed because you stepped out of bounds. There is no renegotiation. If you're willing to step out of bounds here and we didn't discuss, you would do it again. I think I don't think that needs further explanation. Explanation. Checks clear. and balances. Number seven, coach them through their challenges and push them through. Offer encouragement and ways to implement strategies to get them better. How you hold people accountable is not always yelling at them. Sometimes you got to coach people through the situation so they can understand your mind. If I hire somebody and expect for them to be in the groove with me and they just know me, they just know what I'm rocking, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. I got to coach them through moments of failure so they can see how I operate and how I deal with things so that if that moment ever comes up in their mind, they know how to navigate it because they know how I like it. Mm. Coach them through. Fellas, if your wife is dropping a ball, uh, uh, ladies, if your husband is dropping the ball versus being so short tempered with them, how about you coach them through what you don't like? They don't want to build. You coach them through what you don't like. They don't want to build for real. You just want to chastise and expect people to know what you like. What women and guys always say this. You just supposed to know. That's not fair. We came from two different lives. How am I supposed to know? I grew up football. You grew up basketball. I think tackling is in game. You don't. You you think tackling is a technical, a foul. Yep. So if I'm being aggressive with you, and and you don't like aggression, if if we can't coach it, if you can't coach me through and say, baby, that's a foul. <laughs> Talk to him. That's a foul. Talk and a lot of ladies, y'all tackling. Uh, situation. You just yelling and you hunting and you hunting and, and the fella he like, whoa, that's a foul. Yeah. And you like, I just want to talk through it. No, <laughs> no, that's a foul. That's a technical foul. We grew up wrong. I think de you think defense is hitting. I think defense is just guarding. Come on. I say let's play defense. You like, I right, bet. We on two different rules. Yeah. Two different sets of playing. Yeah. 
So you tackling me and saying that's the game. No, that's not the game. Yeah. But you can't expect that person who tackles to understand that that's a foul if you don't let them know how you grew up. Come on. If you never heard arguing in your household, but that person grew up with arguing like it's easy, <laughs> y'all coming in trying to build a relationship, it's hard. You got to be able to coach them through just like in building a business. There's a lot of different variables. People that come from different backgrounds, got different traumas, and you can't just tackle every situation the same. You got to coach people through the things so y'all can be in alignment on how y'all are going to work together to tackle big problems. That's what we have to understand. If we can operate in that dynamic, we'll be just fine. Number eight. The importance of the role people play on the team. Read that, Eddie. All team members should have a specific role. Be precise in what role each person is responsible for and hold them accountable if tasks are not carried forward. So going step by step, all team members should have a specific role. That goes back to making specific statements. That's number three, Q. Making specific statements or tasks. So when you have that open communication, Eddie, you're doing this. Shane, you're doing that. Yes. Uh, Zeno, you're doing this, yes. BX, we're doing that. Okay, cool, thank you. So the importance of uh, everybody knowing their role so we won't get it, step into your lane. Yep. Now, hold on now, I'm accountant, so what you talking about? Yep. Now, not to say um, anybody can't make a mistake, but it lets me know I'm supposed to be doing this, let me hone in on this so I can add as much value in this area that I've been assigned to as possible. Yes. Now, if I see, uh, okay, well, I don't know if you should be, it's easy to make. It's easy. To, it's easy to say, oh, okay, somebody's doing wrong from the outside looking in. But let's not even worry about that. When you have specific guidelines for you and yourself, stay in your lane. You'll be able to perform at a higher level because you're focused. Um, when it speaks about being precise, be precise in what role each person is responsible for and hold them accountable. Now, how can you hold them accountable if you didn't go back to number? One, two, three, four, and set expectations. That's good. Clear expectations. That's good. So when you're setting these expectations, you're making these statements, you're asking deeper questions. Yes. You did all this in the beginning at number one. You didn't wait till you got down here to number 10 to say, oh, well, well, let's talk about what we want to do in the future. That's good. Let's talk about where this company wants to go. You sit them down. If you think you see interest in that person, man or woman, relationship, uh, personal relationship, business relationship. All right, bro. All right, we're cool. So- ABS, we trying to do a bid. What you trying to do? Well, I'm just looking for something short term. That's up front. Yep. Not, hey, bro, I like your spirit. Let's get together. Yep. Let's make some bread. I'm thinking short term. He's been thinking long term this whole time. We're not equally yoked at all. We've never been. So now we're going through this relationship. We're wondering why this happened. We're wondering why that happened. In the beginning, we shouldn't even have combined it in the first place. Yep. We should never have combined it and uh, linked up in the first place. Same thing in, in a relationship. You guys did not sit down and 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 uh, and talk about the importance of the role on the team. Oh, okay. We trying to be a team. I see a shawty. What's up? Blah blah blah. What you trying to do? Well, I'm not really looking for long term right now. But she, you never, y'all never sat down. You and just, you just think because she's a woman that she wants a long term relationship right you now. You talking, bro? You expected you a suicide. That a suicide is gonna kill you, bro. Same thing with women. You just think because he's 30 and you're 27, your, your friends have been telling you to date older dudes. You just think because he's older, he should be more mature. Oh. You don't know where he's from. You don't know what season he's in. But you just think because he's older, oh, <laughs> you just think because he has a career now that he's ready to settle down. 
you think just because he's older and he has a career, he should be ready to settle down. So you don't even really bring it up. You just assume. You just assume. You guys didn't talk about nothing. There was no communication, no clear expectations set, no vision, no nothing. Correct. So it's very important to the importance of role, of the role people play on a team is very important to run through these steps and get to this point, to know your role. Because if you tell somebody their role up front and they agree to that role, Ooh. there is nothing else to be discussed. And they agree to that role. They got to they got to agree to the role. Yeah. You can't tell them the role and be like, all right, they cool with it. If they don't agree to the role, they're not they're not going to do the role the correct way. Um, it, it's kind of like men get mad at women, right? Mm. Uh oh, because you didn't told this woman that you her Earth Moon uh, that she your she your uh, Earth uh, Wind and Fire. Y'all have a kid. You gave her the expectation that you wanted to spend life with her. Mm. but you didn't tell her her correct role of what you, where you really felt like she, she would play in your life. You didn't tell her you was thinking short-term, like you mm. were saying. So so you thinking short-term, but you telling her it's long-term. Mm. So when you have a child, she's she's making a long-term decision with 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 practicing unsafe sex and, un, un you know, with sex. Mm. She has the baby. Now you say she trapped you and she crazy. And that woman now turns bitter hmm. and she hates you because you fed her a lie the entire time. Now she got a baby that she got to take care of long term, long term from a decision that she made for a long term decision because she was under the impression that you was with her long term under the impression. Y'all missed it under the impression because you told her. That you would be there long term. So the problem that we deal with in most business and personal relationships is that people are out of their role. Hmm. You're telling somebody, hey, you're the part owner. You my ride or die. You this and that. And then when a company blow up, you realize that you were gassing and wolfing that person. Jeez. So now they feel like they have more authority than they actually do. And they feel like they brought more value than they actually, actually did, did because you didn't have them in the right role. Mm. And that can cause confusion and kill your company too. Uh-oh. It's very important. You got to make sure everybody's on the right team, playing the right role, because if they accept the role, you'll see a much more happier person. If they feel like they've been played now they feel like you're a liar and they don't believe nothing you said. Ooh. Okay, we got we got to finish. That was big though. Hope y'all caught that. That was big. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go. Ahead. You, go. <clears throat> In a relationship, I've heard a lot of people say, "I lost myself with that person." I lost myself. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Okay, let's, let's just wrap it up. Look, okay, we're gonna move on to the last one, number nine, y'all. Finishing with love. Explain the way. Excuse me. Explain that. You are requesting, explain that what you are requesting is coming from love. Mm. Okay. You are not having shouting matches or scolding anyone. You want them to be better and successful. That's communication. You can't just assume that, oh, I, it should be coming from a place of love. 
say that to somebody. Yes. I love you, bro, but you tripping. Yes. You were supposed to have this done. This is, I mean, this is the third time, Eddie, that you didn't get it done. What's going on? Don't come in there chastising them. And that's what Jake does a really great job at. Comes from us from a place of love. I'll let you finish with that one. Um, I think that's I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Me too. If you if you can't just show your people love when they doing for you. True love is to hold them accountable to their potential. And 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 what true love is, true love is servitude. Um, a lot of people like to chastise and correct people because they're not serving them correctly. But true servitude is realizing how much they're leaving on the table from the lack of their from the lack of them tapping into the fullness of their potential. Mm. So when you come to correct people, when you're coming to correct with love, you should already have a connection with them. Yep. So you can't finish with love if there's no connection because there's a miscommunication. They don't feel like it's love because you don't you you don't you don't treat it like it's love. Ain't no love there. You just mad because I'm not performing so that you can make more bread so that you can do this. Mm. But when you build a real relationship and a connection, love will always be there. And you have to, like he said, I, like I always do. I say, bro, I love you. But we got to talk about this. Yep. And if you love me, you will correct this. Because love doesn't let anybody uh, a half-ass or half-step. Because true love is an action word. It is work. And it's something that's required from everybody. So true accountability is the true love for another man or woman to say, you are not operating to the highest form of your capability. And that's why you keep short uh, shortcoming yourself. And with that, you would be amazing. Uh, uh, if y'all want Addy to give you that last one, you're going to have to go to his IG life with lodge and Addy's going to speak on the last one. Yeah, we're wrapping up. Addy's going to speak on the last one, um, uh, on his IG because I know he really want to go in. So don't forget Addy, go, go, go right into it. So go to life with lodge on there before I get off. If you are looking for an opportunity, you want to be in the financial industry, you feel like you have a calling for our people to help us uh, to help educate us financially, but you're looking to build a true financial firm or a true company or true agency. We're opening up the we're opening up the ABS opportunity with the ABS Advisor Program, where we're going to be licensing and teaching you our entire system from insurance to taxes. You'll be certified to do insurance, licensed to do insurance, certified to do taxes. You're going to be licensed on being able to implement our banking, our private banking blueprint strategy into families lives mm -hmm. and the blueprint that we're doing is a six seven figure system blueprint that we already have mapped out we're going to teach you how to build your own community we're going to teach you how to build your own programs we're going to teach you how to write your own books we're going to teach you how to become a financial influence a financial a financial authority so that you can go out and do what we're doing to the masses we need more people doing what we're doing because we cannot reach everyone so we want to commission people to be able to go and do the same things that we're doing in their community so that they too can be able to participate not only in wealth but in changing the lives of our community so if you are interested go to the absadvisor.com the program will be starting november 1st and uh, uh, a Friday of this week, every Friday leading up to November 1st, we're going to be going over um, uh, and having a Q&A and telling you about the program, everything that we have in store. So November 1st, you're going to be ready. 
And so I want you guys to know if you're looking for a career, you're looking for an opportunity and you're looking for a true business opportunity, we're looking for more ABS advisors and we're looking for you. So if you're life insurance license or you want to get licensed, you want to get certified and you want a six figure system, you want blueprint, you want mentorship. We have a licensing program for you at the ABS So go to the ABS um, register to become an ABS advisor and you will get more information when it's time. Listen, I'm Jake Taylor Jacobs. And I'm at Elijah the Crown at Broad Peace. And we love you and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Peace. Peace out.